Hello, this is Steve Shirley with RNS Northeast, and this is The Clean Life. everybody welcome into another episode of the clean life i'm your host laura and we are going to talk about some spring cleaning we are well march 19th was the first day of spring and that i mean that came really early i know we were all busy worrying about other things and coronavirus and everything so we're going to kind of talk about spring cleaning and and how you can kind of keep your home free of some some dust and allergens we are also in the middle of allergy season which we will talk about that next week uh some some tips to clean for uh for allergies but today we're going to talk about spring cleaning your home and a surprise at the end we are going to talk about how to spring clean your medicine cabinet uh kind of something that that not many people think about uh spring cleaning your medicine cabinet but we're going to start out with the home and kind of give you some some tips on how you can clean your home and kind of take care of some of some of those uh kind of muggy and dusty things that are that are starting to build up after a long winter um and a long sick season we have the flu and everything so making sure that we're disinfecting everything and and kind of getting our home ready for the summer that hopefully comes free of free of stress uh but uh the first thing that you want to do when you're cleaning your home is work for from the top to the bottom. So when you have a lot of dust buildup, um, a lot of people aren't dusting over the over the winter. You've had a lot of people inside. Um, a bunch of dust and stuff builds up. You want to work from the top to the bottom because uh, anything that you clean from the top is going to fall to the bottom. So if you've already started on the bottom and cleaned the bottom part of your home or the floors or other things like that, and you start to clean the top, all of that falling debris, um, dust, dead skin cells, all that sort of stuff is going to kind of fall to the bottom. So you're not really getting everything kind of mopped up. So you want to start at the top. So like think ceiling fans, um, any air vents that are up there. Um, if you have like those popcorn ceilings, um, you kind of want to make sure that you're cleaning in there carefully. Um, so covering those, those bases and, and making sure that anything that falls, you're going to clean up later, um, from the ceiling. The next one is air filters. Now, I kind of recently had to had to change out my air filters. I had one of those. It was, you know, one of the ones that you just take outside, you hose off or dust off. Well, when I moved into this apartment, uh, let's, I'm going to be honest, it, it probably hadn't been cleaned since the building was uh, built in, in 1992. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of gross. Um, so I ended up just getting a uh, replaceable one. So, you know, you put it in for three months and then you take it out and you exchange it with a new one. I thought that that was a better deal. I'm making sure that everything is clean. You know, I'm not perfect when it comes to washing out my air filters um, or hosing it off or anything. Some people are, some people trust that process. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. So uh, I decided to get uh, one that is replaceable. So every three months I change it. And so I set a reminder on my phone to make sure that every three months I'm changing it. Well, especially after a winter where you're running the heat a lot, where you're running a lot of um, circulating air a little bit more um, just because you, you might have people inside. 
Um, you have all the holidays that have built up over the time, you know, nobody wants to clean over the holidays. So, uh, so yeah, uh, make sure you check your air filters, exchange them, um, switch them out, see, you know, keep, keep tabs on when you last cleaned those sorts of things and, and make sure you keep like a running list. So, you know, when you set reminders for yourself, Hey, it's been three months, it's time to change my air filter, uh, things like that. This is one that actually really surprised me. Maybe it's just because I don't own them, but doormats. So, you know, you have people coming in, let's say you had a, a wet winter, you had a snowy winter, you know, mats or doormats are used often. So you're trying to wipe off your boots after you come inside or, you know, if you're out on a muddy field, uh, my boyfriend uh, launches rockets. And so we're out on a muddy field often um, on the weekends. So doormats kind of pick up a lot of dirt and just because you shake it out outside doesn't necessarily mean that it's been cleaned off. Um, a lot of things can kind of build into the fabric depending on what kind of doormat you own. So make sure that you're not only just shaking it out outside, but make sure you're hosing it down if it's if you can do that. If not, maybe just consider uh, switching it out and buying a new one. Um, that can kind of build up a lot of allergens, a lot of dust, a lot of dirt. And it's just, it's, it's smart to kind of uh, change that out every once in a while or make sure that you're cleaning it. I know that, you know, it's supposed to collect dirt and stuff like that and brushing it out is, is one thing, but yeah, definitely kind of see how much you can clean out of that doormat. Um, it's, it's, it's a highly trafficked area. So it, it's definitely got a lot, a lot going for it. The next thing is your windows. So think about how often you've actually cleaned not only the window itself, but you know, the things involved, like the shades, the curtains, the screens, um, the inside tracks of, of the windows. So I, I know that mine has a lot of uh, built up gunk and, uh, and stuff from, from maybe the previous owner of my apartment, not necessarily taking, taking care of it very much. Um, so, so there's a lot of cleaning that, that needs to be done there, you know, so make sure that you're cleaning out the tracks. You have, you probably have some dead bugs in there. Um, that's common. So just if you have one of those hose vacuums, kind of stick a hose up there and, and get as much as you can uh, before you kind of go in there. Definitely make sure you disinfect that area. So, you know, you have a lot of um, allergens and pollens coming in the windows, but you also have that a lot of buildup there. And so a lot of, a lot of germs like to uh, stick in those tracks and stick in the shades and curtains. Uh, they like the fabric. So um, definitely disinfect that area get yourself some Waltz D uh, on our, on our store and, and disinfect your area and make sure that you're, you're getting, getting your home safe uh, for other people. Here's one that surprised me as well is grocery bags. So how many of you guys actually use those reusable grocery bags? Well, some of you maybe don't necessarily think about actually cleaning out the inside um, of those bags. You kind of just, well, they're reusable. You just, you take them inside, you, you take out your groceries and then you put them back. Well, think about how many hands maybe touched the fruit or the food containers that you now put in that bag. Uh, think about, you know, any sort of um, vegetable, fruit, um, loose, loose item there that might have some buildup of dirt or um, other germs and things like that, that maybe got stuck on the fabric if you just kind of put it in the uh, reusable bag without any sort of barrier, any sort of other plastic bag. So maybe consider cleaning out your uh, your grocery bags, especially if you reuse them um, often. 
and you put loose fruit or loose foods in it that might contain dirt or um, other germs from other people touching it. Uh, that's that's something that, that I never thought of. I have a couple that, you know, I use maybe for lunches or things like that, but but that's that's a really good idea is is cleaning those reusable uh, trash bags or grocery bags, excuse me. The next one is your countertops. So you want to make sure that when you're cleaning your countertops, remember we talk a lot about dwell time here and on the clean life and making sure that you're getting a disinfectant when you're cleaning your countertops. You want a disinfectant that is FDA approved and Waltz D is one of those things. Um, it's a great disinfectant. It does not have a chemical smell. You maybe get a little bit of a saltwater chlorine bit of an odor to it, but that means that it's, you know, it's working. You, um, you spray your counters, you make sure that you get them wet and you make sure that it stays wet for the dwell time, 10 minutes. And, and you're making sure that, uh, that all your surfaces are covered. Now, once you do that, once you get it all wet, you want to use a microfiber cloth to, uh, to wipe it down your surface. So it's helpful. So when you have a microfiber cloth, you can use it on dry surfaces. It will pick up some stuff, but really what's happening is you're just pushing the dirt around. If you really want this to be effective, make sure your surface is wet with a really good disinfectant. Make sure you get that full dwell time on your countertops and then make sure you're wiping with a microfiber cloth and, and kind of that will completely remove, um, any sort of, uh, surface pathogens, surface germs, um, anything that has kind of stuck around. And because Waltz D is FDA approved, you can use it around your food surfaces. Um, so you can use it on cutting boards. You can use it basically on any hard surface that you use in your kitchen or anything you use, any hard surface that you use for cooking. So that's a really, really good, um, good thing to, uh, to keep in mind when you're cleaning your counters, make sure that it is FDA approved, that you can use, use it safely around your food. Um, a few others are, you know, your shower. When was the last time you, you changed your shower curtain? Um, now is a really good time to kind of clean out your tub, um, clean out the, the nozzle, the spray, um, the head of your shower. So make sure you're cleaning that, um, sealing your fans. I talked about that in the beginning. You definitely want to make sure that you start there. You want to work your way from the top to the bottom to make sure any falling debris, uh, debris is, uh, taken care of. So you don't want that, that loose in the air or flying around. Uh, the next thing is your bedding. So not just, you know, your mattress, uh, is included in this, not just, you know, throwing your sheets in the washer, but when was the last time you changed your comforter? So, um, that's a really big one. I think that a lot of people overlook is, you know, every once in a while, you don't need to clean your comforter all that often. Um, I think the recommended is about two times a year. Uh, or if you're a little bit uh, hesitant about that, you may, you might do it more. But uh, when was the last time you changed your comforter? And also consider maybe getting a cover for your comforter. So uh, any sort of, instead of just using the comforter as it is, maybe putting a lining around it um, and, and putting some fabric around it. So it kind of has that little bit of protective barrier. It's not perfect. And you can't rely on that to completely get your uh, keep your comforter safe from germs, but you can uh, kind of minimize some of the stuff that gets gets into your comforter, which is a more difficult thing to to wash. Um, the next thing is again your washing machine. So you know if you if you've been 
kind of using that um, nonstop and haven't actually done a cleaning cycle or anything like that. Same thing with your dryer. Make sure you're cleaning out your vents. Um, make sure there's no blockage. It'll help with drying time. So if you're trying to use your uh, dryer and it's taking forever to dry your clothes, definitely check your vents. See if you can get somebody to come in and help you so you don't, you know, tear any uh, ventilation areas. But uh, definitely clean out your dryer vents um, and things like that. Definitely do a full carpet clean, uh, especially with the winter season. If if not everything gets cleaned off on the doormat or the doormat hasn't been cleaned in a while and you're, you're, you're tracking a lot of dirt and a lot of germs and a lot of dust and pollens into your home. So make sure that if you have any carpets, you're definitely cleaning that out. Get a cleaning service um, or get a deep cleaning carpet uh, vacuum and definitely give your, give your carpets... The, the love that they need, especially in uh, in these drier times now. We're drying up a little bit. We got a lot of pollen in the air. It's stuck on my car all the time. I'm making sure that I have my allergy medicine with me all the time. Uh, but that that is a big that is a big thing. And then finally, now that it's getting a little bit warmer, we're starting to see uh, some warmer temperatures. People are probably spending a little bit of time outside now because uh, they're they're tired of being stuck in their homes as well. So uh, so. Consider uh, cleaning out your outdoor furniture. So not only, you know, spraying it down um, and laying it out to dry, but also making sure that you're protecting it um, when you aren't using it as well. So if you have a little storage container where you can put these uh, maybe fabric uh, pillows or cushions, make sure you're uh, kind of keeping them away from some of those pollens and, and dirt and dust and that, that builds up uh, if you leave it out in the sun and, and sitting around. So um, that is basically how... You need to clean your home, some some maybe overlooked areas, some things that you haven't thought about uh, before. But uh, those are some really good, good places to start. And uh, we're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about how you can clean your medicine cabinet. Definitely something that people don't really think about all that often. We'll be right back with The Clean Life. What if I told you there was a safe way to clean and disinfect your home without using toxic or hazardous chemicals? A product that is safe for your family, safe for your pets, plus safe for your environment? Well, there is. It's new Waltz-D by Avcare. Waltz-D is an EPA-registered, non-toxic, hard-surface disinfectant that is safe for use in all areas of your home. Waltz-D is also FDA-approved for food service and food prep areas. Using Waltz-D will disinfect any area of your home or business, killing 99.9% of germs including salmonella, E. coli, norovirus, staph, and much more. Why just clean when you can also protect, disinfect, and deodorize with Waltz-D? You can order Waltz-D by visiting store.avcare.com. That's store.avcare.com. Hey, this is Carol Ann Hoffman. Be sure to subscribe to The Clean Life. There are new episodes available every Wednesday. Welcome back to The Clean Life. This is your host, Laura. We are coming in with part two of this uh, this episode. You guys just heard about Waltz D, right? Great, great for food areas. Um, if you're, if you're concerned about cleaning around, uh, your cabinets and counters and, and food, um, 
it's it's a great great place to start you got you got make sure you get your dwell time you're cleaning with a microfiber cloth you're going to get that full coverage which is awesome bonus if you use a victory electrostatic sprayer it covers all of your surfaces it makes sure that you get you get everything covered and you're you're staying safe and you're you're properly spring cleaning especially around the kitchen we don't want any foodborne illnesses around us. But now I'm going to talk about how you can spring clean your medicine cabinet. We had an awesome blog, which I will link to, um, kind of highlighting this as well. Uh, Yannicka did a great job writing that um, and pointed out kind of how you can how you can clean your medicine cabinet, which, you know, all of this information is on the CDC as well. Uh, they, they strongly recommend um, this and the FDA. So, uh, so really, really good tips here coming up um, on how you can spring clean your medicine cabinet and make sure you, you're getting the right medications um, and they're not going expired because that is the first thing that you need to do is check all the dates on your medicine. Um, so, you know, go through your medicine cabinet, check all the dates, make sure they're not expired. Um, so expired medications have a change in chemical composition. So when you get any sort of um, sunlight hitting it, you get uh, damage from humidity, things like that. Um, and the longer that they that they go without being taken, so you know everything has an expiration date. So when when that happens, you're going to get a change in chemical composition, which means the the medicine is going to um, change color, smell, taste. It changes strength as well. So if you're trying to take an Advil. Um, pill that is, you know, two years expired, you're not going to get the same strength. And to be honest, that's really gross. Please don't do that. Um, the other thing is, uh, and the more you open a bottle, the more chances that bacteria and things like that are going to get into that bottle. It's just how things happen. It's natural. Um, so the more that, uh, you've opened that bottle, open and close, open and close, the more, um, chances there are for bacterial growth in that bottle. So, so that, that will really affect, um, your medication, especially if you're trying to use it, you know, a year after it's expired, think about how much you've opened that bottle. Um, and, and the chances that there's bacteria or germs growing in there is, is really high. So you definitely want to make sure that you're checking the dates on all your medication and discarding anything that has changed color, smell, or taste. Um, so that's, you know, the next thing you, you really need to throw out your medications that, that have gone, gone bad. Uh, and especially unmarked containers, you may think that you know what that pill is, but if you've, uh, switched things over to an unmarked container and you're not quite sure which pill is which, um, sometimes you buy one brand of Advil, let's say I'll stick with that theme and you get another brand the next, the next time you go to the store, you're not quite sure oh, is it, is it orange? Is it white? I can't remember. Um, so definitely make sure that you're discarding anything that's in unmarked containers. If you're not sure what that pill is, if you are not 100% certain that this is what it is, um, definitely get rid of it. And, and the way that you can get rid of it, which is step three of cleaning your medicine cabinet is be smart about how you're discarding it. So, um, often on the label, there will be discard information. So some, um, some companies have a drug take back program. So you can maybe call and see if they have a drug take back program. So what it does is they take back your drugs. They're able to do some testing on it as well uh, to kind of see, okay, how, how does this fare? What, you know, what sort of batch was this from? They can kind of see how the medication changes over time um, and, and run their own tests on it, which makes, 
you know, their future uh, production a little bit stronger. They can make, make that medication a little bit better potentially. Um, the other thing is it kind of controls who can get in contact with this medication. We do, we have a huge substance abuse problem, um, opioids and any of like, and you really want to make sure that you're discarding it in a, you're discarding your medication in a way that nobody else can use this medication later. So, um, a lot of the tips are to mix with an undesirable uh, substance. So if you aren't able to do a drug take back program or they don't have one or there, there isn't a reasonable um, way for you to do that, you want to mix uh, this medication with something undesirable. So some you can, uh, the instructions say you can flush it down the toilet, you can mix it with water and it'll dissolve and, and lose its uh, capabilities. Uh, but you can think about mixing it with dirt, uh, Cat litter is, is one of the stronger ones. So if you mix it with cat litter, that's very unappealing for anybody uh, to, be, to be taking. Um, any sort of dust. So if you've just vacuumed, you've cleaned your home and everything, and you want to mix in uh, some expired meds, just dump them into your, uh, your trash can with all of that dust uh, that has built up from, from your vacuum, um, as well as coffee grounds. So, you know, you've already used your coffee or you're, you're just going to throw it away, definitely mix it up and, and make it hard to find that medication, um, in, in your trash. So if there is any, um, concern about that, you, you kind of deter pets, uh, children, uh, anybody else from kind of wanting to take that medication or, you know, finding a random thing in the trash and mm, let me eat it. Uh, so you, you, you don't want to worry about that. Um, so mixing it with something undesirable is, is a really good idea. And then when you are discarding your uh, medication uh, bottles, you want to make sure you remove any identifying information. If you don't have any um, records of the medication that you've purchased, think about pulling off the label and keeping that in a uh, safe filing system. Uh, so you can just put the sticker on a piece of paper, kind of write, hey, I use this medication for this, for this long, et cetera, et cetera, and I tossed it. Um, keeping a filing system like that, you can make sure that you keep track of the medication that you have taken in the past. It, it's helpful for doctors in the future if you can't necessarily remember that or they don't, or you're switching doctors and maybe you don't have records. Uh, so that's, that's a really good way. But when you throw away your bottles, you want to make sure that you're not uh, giving away any information about yourself. So you want to definitely scratch off your address, make sure that you're, you know, peeling off that sticker if you can. Um, you can put it in separate trash cans. You can cut it up. You can dissolve it in water. Uh, things like that, anything to remove that identifying information is a really good idea. Um, and then finally, relocate your medicine cabinet. So I don't know how many of you have, I never thought of this, have your medicine cabinet in the bathroom where your shower is. And the problem is with the temperature and humidity changes in your bathroom, because you're, you know, you get in the shower, you have a hot shower, the, the windows uh, or the mirror uh, fogs up. And what's happening is it's actually affecting your medicine. So, you know, all that humidity change, all that temperature change in, in, a, in the room, uh, that, that definitely affects your medication. So, you know, these bottles are not, you know, 100% proof sealed. So, you know, there, there is a chance for, you know, humidity, air, all these sorts of things to get in, even if your bottle is closed. You know, no, no container is perfect like that. So you definitely want to reconsider having your medicine cabinet in the same bathroom. So you want, when you're relocating it, you want to put it in a hard to reach area. You want to put it in a place where pets can't get. Uh, if you have a cat, 
you have to be careful whether they can actually get up on the top shelf and knock things over or open bottles, things like that, um, or puncture bottles. That's, that's another thing. So you want to put it in a hard to reach area away from kids and pets. So you definitely want to make sure that your kids aren't going to, you know, be able to find it or look for it. If, you know, they ask for medication or something like that, or you're trying to give it to them, maybe don't necessarily show them where this medicine cabinet is, um, or this new medicine cabinet that you've, you know, hidden away. Um, but you want to make sure that it's in a cool and dry place. So you want to make sure that, uh, that it's out of the way, you're able to kind of control who has access to it um, and who's able to reach it. You know, you only want adults um, being able to reach it and and get the proper medication and make sure that they're they're in control of that. So that is a really good way uh, to kind of spring clean your medicine cabinet as well. Um, Again, you want to check your dates. You want to discard anything that has changed color, changed smell, changed taste, You want to make sure that when you are discarding it, you're following instructions. There's usually instructions on the labels, but if not, definitely mix it with an undesirable substance. Um, And then finally, make sure your medicine cabinet is in a safe, um, cool, dry place. Uh, You're keeping it out of reach of pets and kids. And that will wrap up the clean life. There's a lot of information, a lot of spring cleaning. I know if we're all going to be stuck inside, we might as well, you know, start, uh, start cleaning right? Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst idea ever. Uh, But all right, folks, that is all I have for the clean life. Thank you for joining in spring cleaning your home and your medicine cabinets. Next week, we will talk about allergies because we are in the middle of allergy season. Oh, that's just a triple whammy. We got coronavirus. We got allergies. We got flu season. Stay safe, folks. Wash your hands, disinfect your home, and I will see you next week.